0: Hey, it's Josh, and in just a second, you're going to hear our conversation with Nicole Hall Center. I'm really, really excited to bring you this episode. I'm a giant fan of her work. I just want to give you a heads up. Uh, due to the uh, technical issues brought about by the fact that we don't do this in a room with people anymore, there are some sound issues with Nicole's feed. They're not horrible, uh, but they're noticeable. I apologize in advance. Um, bear with us. It's a great conversation. Uh, and I think you'll enjoy it very, very much. You know, I had a, I had a moment. I shouldn't t- actually. I'm going to tell you a couple of things. I shouldn't tell you. One one is I like just uh, a little while ago, I was like, "Wait a minute!" I realize I've only I've never heard you pronounce your name. Oh. I hadn't thought of you know what if it's Harloff Chane, and I, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and- like you
1: know how you pronounce Blanchette? I heard her say it's Blanche, like
2: Blanchette. You know, it's like the Cannes Film Festival. So, pronounce your name for Josh so that he he will feel more. Hollow Center,
0: correct? Uh, yeah. yeah, and I, like I shopping was, center. And I was Googling. Center,
2: uh,
1: yeah, exactly. And,
0: and the first thing that came up is you did the Galway Film Flop last year with my friend Mary Kate. What's Although
1: the- you, oh, you did it online, you did is- it
0: online, sadly.
1: Yes. Um. um no, I love Kate.
0: She's wonderful. I, I can't recommend highly enough going when you get a chance. It is. Uh, I, go. Going going to the actual festival. In person. Oh, in person. Price to get me to go. I, oh, I love Galway so much. I did it a couple of years ago. And uh, I think, did we rope you into it, Joe? Or did you? Uh... Uh, no, I, I, I did. I, I did it on,
2: uh, on, on Zoom. But I. Joe,
1: I didn't
2: know you were going to be on this call. Nice to You too. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. I'm a fixture around here.
0: This is the movies that made me with your hosts, Josh Olson and Joe Dante. I'll, I'll tell you the other thing I shouldn't say. Um, uh, which is um, I had, I've been a a long time, um, you know, I mean, it's weird. This, this really is me. And I like the kind of movies I write. And, you know, if Dirty Harry or the Godfather is on TV, I have to drop everything and just watch them all the way through. It's just, it's just built into my DNA and, and I shouldn't like your movies. I should tolerate them, (laughs) them. but they're so, I remember seeing walking and talking and, and just everything since then. And you have this, you know, I'm a writer. I'm like directors, whatever. I mean, you're 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 a terrific director. Who gives a shit? The, also as a writer, by the way. As a, that's what I'm saying. As a writer, <laughs> she has this knack for taking these simple, simple setups and throwing these characters into them. And you're like, by all rights, this should just be the slightest romantic comedy you've ever seen. And they are so rich, and the characters are so you you have such empathy and sympathy for every character. You're so generous to them that that I, I just. I don't expect to be, and and here's the thing I shouldn't say. That's probably, I shouldn't have said any of that. But
1: I'm happy to be complimented. Are you kidding? Get
0: me away. Um, I, I had, and this is absurd because I did not know the man, but, you know, when a TV show comes into your house every week and you love it so much, you start to feel like you know these people. I could not go see Enough Said when it came out. I just oh. couldn't. Oh. And my wife and I watched it this weekend. Oh. And, I mean, good. you know, and I, I, I knew it would be good. It just... Yeah. It's, it's, it's so good. And, and there's something about that last shot. And I looked over at her and she looked at me the time. Cause it's like these, these two people, I mean, here's the premise. It's, it's a woman makes friends with one woman and meets a guy. It starts dating him and then realizes that they're exes. Like, that's it. That should be. And it's such an amazing journey. And by the end of it, can I spoil the ending? Cause it's, you know, it's not exactly. Well, you've practically ruined it already. So yeah okay. I mean, you know.
1: Are we recording right
0: now. To oh yeah, up? yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. we recorded like <laughs> <laughs> and it. and it is well for them. Let's say, and there's just that last shot of the two of them, and I looked over at Nancy, and she looked at me, and we were both crying. It's, oh, it's, it's nice. such a lovely film. I I think we would have been doing that anyway, but but obviously it just has that extra weight, and I'm I'm so glad somebody finally gave James Gandolfini the opportunity to play something where that sweetness that's always under his role, well, even in true romance, when he's beating Patricia Arquette half to death, there's just this weird sweetness to him. Oh, I don't know about that. And, and, oh, there's just like a little, I don't know, when he sort of, he says something about how charmed he is by her, and you're like, oh, oh, he's a, and, and right. you just, you went, I'm going to take that, and I'm going to make it about that, and let him, a chance, give him a chance to really shine, and, oh, it's a beautiful right. film, beautiful, beautiful movie. <laughs> no, thank you uh i i'm so thrilled i've been i've been trying to get nicole all to come on the show for a while and then you've been busy and doing all those things that people who work do and
1: i'm and... tired of talking about myself when I
0: have to... <laughs> or um, that and what
1: am i gonna what am i selling
0: here but then happily uh yeah we were hit with this worldwide pandemic and all yeah. of a sudden um uh one of the most main... instigated the whole thing so we could get more guests. so i could get guests <laughs> exactly but um yeah no i just i thank you so much for joining us uh um, just a big 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 fan of your work you, and um um yeah i just there's something about it, liking your movies makes me feel like a good person too because <laughs> you know you always like to say like oh no i like everything i just but i like good movies And it's like yeah i like because i it's, it's it's just not a it's a genre it's not a genre that i find myself racing off to all the time and then um but but i i always that one exception make time for your films Um, so uh yeah so i i've i guess we're out of time but thanks for
1: (laughs) my pleasure take care (laughs)
0: um but yeah i i so and and honestly one of the great things about doing this show is i guess this is just the way sort of our brains work but you know, I see enough work from someone I like, and and I'm like, what, what, what are the movies that inspired them? You know, what, what, what turns you on in a movie theater? What excites you, uh, cinematically? So, um, I, I, as ever, I asked Nicole to come up with a list of like ten or so movies to come in and talk to us about and walk us through it. Oh wow! Oh wait, what? <laughs> She's holding up a list. It looks okay. So we're gonna do forty movies today.
1: <laughs> I figured. I mean, I could, I could say. I could try to look at these movies and see what is the least, maybe the least known by people or especially people younger than me. Um, Or I can just list them all and you can pick which ones you want me to talk
2: about. Well, it is, that is part of our mission here is to try to get people to uh, learn about movies they wouldn't ordinarily know about and uh, getting them recommended by professional filmmakers obviously is, you know, part of the, the charm of it, and that's you know that that that's why it morphed from our website, you know, the Trailers from Hell website, where we have filmmakers talking about movies that they think people should know about, uh, to this, where people are—it's much more free ranging, and people can talk about just
0: about anything for any good any reason. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, maybe that, if that—if you want to sort of go through and, and pull out some of the ones that that you wish people knew, okay. um, not that we wouldn't love talking to you for five hours, but we do.
1: Yeah, you probably okay. um, <laughs>
2: He'd cut it down to a half an hour anyway.
1: Exactly. I don't know. This will be about
2: a we hour. cut we
0: cut nothing. <laughs>
1: Uh-oh. Um, okay. Um I assume I mean a lot of people know Hal Ashby's movies, but I feel like a lot of young people haven't seen Coming Home.
0: Am I crazy? Yeah. Um Yeah, that's that's one that um that's because it's not their work. Uh uh-huh. Uh, it's it's not ours either, Joe. Nicole's Nicole's my age. It, it's not our war. We were we were babies.
1: We're not all the same. I don't know. We're not all the same age.
0: Uh, Joe's a little bit older. I'm a little bit older. I think I think Joe, you were didn't you? Uh, you probably had to think about the uh, draft, right? I was uh, yeah. I would have been. I was a
2: one Y, so I didn't get drafted. But uh, I would, you know, I had friends who were shooting their toes off. So I,
0: I was definitely part of the part of that period. Like. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd love to, because I have not gone back to it since it came out, and I love Hal Ashby, and I recently watched um, um, Bound for Glory again, and just somehow that movie is a thousand times better than I had remembered it being, and uh, I watched the Hal documentary, which was wonderful, and there's something about coming home that didn't click with me the first time, maybe, and I keep thinking I need to go back and give it a chance, but um, I'd love to hear what, what yeah, I mean, what what draws you to it, what's your...
1: I just, I think it's a perfect movie and I never, watching it and I cry every time, every time. I feel, I don't know, I I really love it. I really feel like, I feel like I really get an idea of what it might have been like coming home from that particular war. Mm. Uh, And John Voigt's character is so angry and at first so repellent and in the end such a hero. And a hero for Jane Fonda's character who moved and set free right. from her own life and her own spirit and her own sexuality. And um it's uh it's just um Bruce Stern is unbelievable in it. It's it's hard to articulate sometimes what makes movies so great. Yeah. I can't um, you know, cerebrally tell you these things but ultimately what it is is that I can't put it down. I can't walk away and I can watch it over and over and still feel um, very, very emotional about it. I think it's beautiful, really beautiful. It's really the
2: best years of our lives for that generation.
1: Mm. Exactly, it is. And I love that movie as well.
0: I I remember, you know, because I I came to it, um, like I said, when it came out, so I was was fairly young, but uh, um, Bruce Dern had such baggage um, with so many of us, cause the, you know, int- our introduction to him was, uh, and you know, I was, I was a child. I had, I didn't have any baggage associated with John Wayne at the time. Obviously now I do, but know, <laughs> no, no, John Wayne, I'm saying, cause Bruce Dirt is the greasy hippie who murders John Wayne and the Cowboys. And every time there's an entire generation of us that like, we just have to take a moment and go, no, he didn't really do that. It was just a performance, but, um,
1: Although
0: he plays a you know another real big asshole in this one, so yeah, he does. But he and it, and for me, it, it 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 works even better because of that baggage. But then he's got this incredible humanity to him. It's it's um, uh, you know you do actually end up feeling for him. Uh, which actually you know, and and speaking of is what I said about your films earlier. It's it's got that generosity towards uh, a character who should be a sort of cardboard cutout villain.
1: Right. Well, that's what Mel kind of
0: Ashby did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are no clear-cut bad guys.
1: Um, You know, The Last Detail is also... Oh, yeah. Um, So, obviously, you know, everyone's seen Harold and Maude, and we all love Harold and Maude. Of course. But, um, yeah, that one was a really special one. Um, Another movie that I remember seeing, um, I was probably 13, and it just... I can't say it rocked my world, it wrecked my world (laughs) in a way. Um, And I think that had an influence on me making movies. And that was Martin Ritt's Conrad, Also John Voight.
0: Also John Voight. Oh.
1: Nobody, I think, has ever heard of this movie. And Martin Ritt was a great director. You know, he did Norma Ray, but two of my favorites are The Front. Right. And, um, and uh, Conrad. Incredibly emotional about racism in the South. Um, you know, I was already a kind of, I want to save the world, little girl. You know, mom, can you give that guy money? Can you give him money? You know, why aren't we saving this family? And and I saw that movie, and it just made me even worse in that way. Um, and I was almost sometimes a little too young to see the movies. Um, really, kind of broke my heart, um, and that was one of them.
0: Yeah, it's a beautiful film. I remember, you uh, know it. It, it, seeing was, that when it came out and being being knocked out and. So great!
1: I've seen it recently. Um, I wonder if like, your if
0: your uh, heartbreak at at what John Voight has become is greater than my own after your love for these movies. Or, I know, I know. What was he like then?
1: I know. Yeah, yeah.
0: Joe, was he always? Do you know? Was uh, did he always sort of swing that direction, or is this a no, no? Late in life, he had a, he had a late in life
2: conversion. Yeah.
1: Did you
2: know him, Joe? I actually. Uh, I, I met him because we were we were actually kids together. My, my father was a golf pro and his father and my father knew each other, so I, I turned out that when I finally did meet him in the in the uh, in the eighties, i rem- I reminded him that we used to uh, play together and he was and he was this was back in his voluble excited period when he would get all excited about things and he would jump around the office and talk about all of his ideas for things and everything. but I don't think that i i have I have seen him since of course he doesn't remember but uh, and he is no longer that person.
1: Yeah, or a midnight cowboy person.
2: Oh, um, yeah, yeah.
1: Bow at his feet for a few years there, and then stop.
2: And yeah, then... I think
0: I think he and James Woods are, uh, mm-hmm. you know, rooming together. I but, just I think at the end though, there's there's the 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 two of them can't conceivably on their own do enough damage to make up for all the good their work did. You know, you know what I mean. And. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, but it is it's it's such a weird schism between the the artist and the work, especially with those guys.
1: It is absolutely. And um, it's funny because sometimes when I show my son who is an aspiring writer director, and I say, "You've got to see this," And we watch it together, and it's like, "Oh, you know, maybe, maybe I see it through his eyes, or maybe I'm just I'm done with that movie. done right. so my are. I am I are.
0: <laughs> that can happen. I, I I find sometimes some people uh, I can watch a movie with some some people and it, and their perception of it affects my own so much right. even without discussing it with them. Right. You can just feel yeah. it in the room. But it's it really bizarre. But
2: it's always disappointing when there's something that you really like and you want it. You want someone else yes. to like it as much as you do, and then you run it, and they it just it just lays there, and they're yeah. just not getting it. You know, and and when they don't get it, you can't enjoy it, and so then it's sort of tainted. <laughs>
1: I had um, a guy I was seeing not so long ago, and I said, "You got to see me in my cowboy He didn't. He didn't like it. I was like, "This could be a deal breaker."
2: No, no, (laughs) that's 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 a problem, actually.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it it kind of was. He was very lovely, but that was hard. Should I go
0: on I just, I'm wondering before I'm trying to get my wife to watch um, Miller's Crossing again with me I showed it to her once it's one of my oh no there's that okay then I won't have her listen to this episode <laughs> a
1: lot of people love it and I hadn't haven't seen it long it's
0: it's uh it, it requires this, like all their films you need to watch it a second time I,
1: I mean is that the, isn't that the Coen brothers
0: yeah, yeah yeah oh I'm a massive fan of most all of their movies
1: um, yeah I, um so I don't know if you want me to go on or is it called? oh go go for it. What yeah, They so... do have a really long list. It was impossible to pick 10 and have that represent my
2: favorite. Of course it is. <laughs> but we we're aware of that. Yeah, I know.
0: You failed, Nicole.
1: I just felt like I didn't have to make that choice. Um well, I, I anybody who likes my movies probably knows or already likes my blue movies. Um and I don't know if that's true, but maybe, I mean, I recently saw Naked and it think David Lewis is a key.
0: Oh, thank yeah. you. Thank you. I mean, I, I love Mike Lee, but that's the one that a lot of people don't, uh, don't. it is very dark, but he's so
3: amazing. Amazing. Yeah. It, yeah. I'm Jane Perlez, longtime foreign correspondent and former Beijing bureau chief for the New York Times.
0: I remember years ago, I had a friend, um, the woman from New Jersey, and she had a bunch of friends visiting her. She mm-hmm. called me up and she said, hey, will you take us around like you're, you're in the business? You know all the places where all the celebrities hang out. Like my friends just want to see some movie stars. Mm-hmm. And I was like, sure, happily. And I, I drove these bunch of car full of Jersey girls around to all the various spots that sat Saturday- at
1: and they're like, who the fuck is that? Well, no,
0: but yeah, nobody was anywhere. It was just like the biggest failure. This was back in the days we could all count Jack Nicholson to be at one of like five different places. Right. And we were about to give up and I was like, hey, let's, and she said, well, let's go to the, the chateau. And we walked to the Chateau Marmont and they all look around, they're like, uh, and I look at the bar and I'm like, it's David Thulis." and I'm so starstruck and I'm the one who's, and they're just going, who the fuck is that? I'm like, it's the greatest. Oh God. When was that? How long Oh ago? God. 15 years ago, maybe. <laughs> but yeah.
1: yeah I, I this is the short and the curlies. The Michael's
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. No, he's. he's-
1: and naked, you know, it just has no. Um, there are no life affirmations in that movie. A lot of my Wheat movies like, you know, the family's fucked up, but they get back together, or they love each other, even though they hate each other. This movie is just the saddest man
0: on the planet. So, yeah. Both but, but weirdly, he's a joy to spend time with. I'm sure he wouldn't. That character would be awful in person, but I, I love going oh, yeah. back to that movie. <laughs> <laughs> we dated someone with that when I was funny, but
1: um, <laughs> that's a... Uh, yeah. um, So let's see, what else is not so famous? Well, I wonder how much um, people know, um, you know, Robert Altman's really famous, but do they know Shortcuts?
2: Um, Shortcuts is probably one of his lesser known pictures. And I I think it's because uh, it's it's vignettes, you know, it's Raymond Carver and it's a bunch of different stories sort of all all crammed together. And it's got the usual all-star cast. But um, it didn't, I, I don't remember it making much of a splash when it came out.
1: No, it was so good. Um, yeah, I
0: loved
1: it. I remember specific scenes in it. Like, I did not remember a lot in movies, you know, specific things, because I have a terrible memory. But that movie, um, that movie was incredibly unique, I thought, and very L.A., you know, really evoked the feeling of Los Angeles at that time. Hmm.
2: Yeah. What, what's your favorite Altman movie?
1: Maybe that one. I don't know. Mothers. Really? I mean, Nashville, I loved.
2: Um, McCabe and Mrs. Miller. Couldn't yeah, get that's pretty pretty good.
1: I, I know.
2: <laughs> Hard to top that one. Oh, she,
1: I know. It's everyone's favorite. And I just, I didn't like it. Maybe. Oh, she, oh, she didn't like it. Oh, dear. No, no, I couldn't get into it.
2: Um, Have you seen it recently? No. I should try. You might try it again now that Leonard, Leonard Coleman is gone and maybe it will spark you differently. Yeah,
1: yeah. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's true um i will i maybe i will try um although warren baby um he's a couple of my favorites and i think i don't nobody knows about heaven can wait the remake and i find that to be one of the most charming romantic movies um that most people don't know of
0: you know? so you're talking about younger people you must be Those yeah because awesome. yeah, wow is that one that's disappeared to the kids? That was a big hit that was a, yeah, it was a huge hit. That was... Well, my
1: 20 or 3 year old sons have no idea what it is. And, oh, and, wow. and one of them's a real film buff.
2: You know? yeah. um, Tell him it's here comes Mr. Jordan. Say, oh, yeah, yeah. that'll, that'll get will That him. rings a
0: bell. <laughs> that'll get him, Joe. That's, that's how you talk to the kids. <laughs>
2: he said he's a film buff.
1: <laughs> he doesn't know Heaven can wait. He doesn't know. Um, you know, it's funny because, you know, when we were starting to become film buffs, you know, it was like, 70s 60s 70s 80s 90s and on for me and now that's so long ago those are like old movies for them. so then the older older movies they have to go
2: into it's
0: mm-hmm. awesome. yeah that's a weird but feeling
2: it's, but it's that do it, 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 it happens every generation It happens you know there's nothing
0: you can do about it
1: with us too. I mean, of course, my mom says, you don't know
0: who this actress was. Well, you can actually, Joe. You can start a podcast where you, uh, try, oh, to, you try to, try to introduce the kids to these movies that uh, they've forgotten that we all love. Right. Someone but, should do that.
1: Well, you know, I recently saw The Father, which is a brand new movie.
2: I haven't seen it yet.
0: I've seen it. No, really? Okay. I
1: can't remember who directed it, which is a very bad thing to say. I can look it up. And-
0: we will We will provide that service for you while you... Uh, Florian Zeller is the director.
1: And it's brilliant. And Anthony Hopkins' performance in it is just, it's just incredible. It's really seeing what it's like to have Alzheimer's, not watching someone have Alzheimer's, but seeing it through their eyes huh. and, and in the bigger picture, both. And, of course, that sounds horrible, and who would want to watch that? But I think when a movie is so dark but brilliant, mm-hmm. it transcends being depressed. It transcends, yeah. that's a, you know, a downer. Um,
0: like like naked.
1: Right. I mean, I love a downer. But if it's a really, and if it's a really um, brilliantly made one,
0: I recommend yeah. it. Um, I think- well, it's strange watching stuff like that with somebody who's not responding because you walk out of a film like that. Or who responds differently, I guess. Because, yeah, I, mean, I walk out of something like naked and I'm just overjoyed. I'm just... Suffused so with life and happiness, and this, you know, and somebody else just watched the biggest bummer they've ever seen. Right, exactly. That's amazing. I'm like, yeah, it's really depressing. It's amazing. Um,
1: so far, it's I think one of my favorites.
0: Oh, cool. Okay. Um, and um,
1: do people know about Carnal Knowledge? A Carnal Knowledge.
0: Do they remember? say okay, the movie, or oh, okay. <laughs> I um, to, yes, uh, I think the kids are still doing that. The um, I don't think it's I don't think it's in the zeitgeist. It's not in the movie. Is not out in any kind of. I mean, I'm sure you can stream it somewhere, but there's no like, you know, where's the Criterion Blu-ray of Carnal Knowledge?
1: Yeah, I want to show it to my kid, and I don't know how, but it it kind of it was such an original and so dark and so um, well made about men's narcissism, narcissism, and like about women and that time in the 50s. It really was dark. My first movie I saw with Jack Nicholson. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't know. I loved it. Again, not that articulate. I don't know. I don't know
0: <laughs> no, this is great. Other
1: people talk about movies.
0: But, uh, as as however they talk about them. That's kind of one of the things we're trying to get away from is a notion that there's a way to talk about movies, too. You know, it's... um it's uh i don't know I've, I've had those moments where you're sitting talking to some academic and who you know who's never who's never written or filmed a word and they're kind of explaining things to you and you're like i i, I, I don't know i just liked it it's just a thing i do man
1: <laughs> um let's see if there's i mean a lot of my movies are not that you know and also i've I forget, like I was trying to look up a lot of independent movies that, you know, really changed me, that I really loved. Obviously, there's so many more movies we all have. it's hard to, you know, um, and ones that I forgot, or that I loved so much at the time, you know, Sex, Lies and Videotaped. Right. Was it the best movie I've ever seen in my life? You know, probably not, but um, it changed me, you know, that was the first movie that I, I didn't get out. I remember going to cinema one in New York on Broadway and it ended and I just sat there and watched it again. Oh and wow. I'm not ready. I have to do this again and I've never done that. Before. <sighs> and I was a film student. so not um, that
0: shocked. Yeah. For, first time I did that was Jaws.
1: <laughs> <laughs> did you do that? Uh, yeah, I did. I was, and
0: I was a kid. I saw it with a bunch of friends I think we were sixth grade and, um, uh, they all left, and then I stayed, and I just remember this extremely large gentleman sitting next to me for the next screening. It was really it was packed. I knew it was back in the day when they started the next movie 10 minutes later, so you could do that. And second time through, I didn't scream. And he's sitting there bellowing, and then he turns to the enemy, and he's like, what's the matter with you, kid? That was a scary movie. And I'm like,
1: eh, <laughs> <laughs> eh. <laughs> you probably watched it for its amazing filmmaking.
0: Well, something about it grabbed me. Yeah, I, I couldn't put it into words then. But, but uh, yeah, I think I freaked him out because everyone in the audience was screaming except me. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, the,
2: the first time I stayed to see it twice was Abbott Costello, Meet the Mummy. So I guess I'm on <laughs> a somewhat different plane.
0: <laughs> not a bad film. It's <laughs> no Abbott Costello, Meet Frankenstein.
2: but it's, uh, No, it isn't, but it was good enough for me. And I stayed to see it twice and my parents got upset and called the police.
1: <laughs>
2: least, oh, I didn't go home. It was a double bill, and it was that picture and World Without End, which is a science fiction picture. And I liked them both so much that I stayed to see the whole program twice. And, and oh, wow. so it was dark when I got out, and my parents were not 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 pleased.
1: Um, what else have I got besides? I'm trying to see what is. Uh, I mean, everyone knows every Scorsese movie. Everyone knows every. You know, Boogie Nights is one of my favorite movies. Oh, sure. Blue Velvet and Goodfellas, um, and the Coen Brothers. I feel like can almost do it all. Crossing?
0: All right, so you see, you said Blue Velvet again. I want to, I want to exploit you right now because, again, as I said, my my uh, my wife Nancy is um, um, even more predisposed to uh, uh, idolize you than you would be as we just watched the film. Um, uh, she I don't know what
1: to do all the time.
0: <laughs> we we watched Blue Velvet together, yeah. and oh. she hated it. Really, I didn't know what to. I'm I'm still. She it's enjoyed. It. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's her a,
2: give her a break. You know. Oh, it's, absolutely. It's,
0: yeah. It's no, not it's exactly. Me. It's not exactly your mainstream movie.
2: Yeah.
0: But that's a weird thing too. When you've seen a movie three thousand times and you sit down and watch it with somebody else, and you realize this has so much horrifying stuff in it that. Just, I'm so used to it now. I forgot.
1: That <laughs> yeah, movie too many times, um, but it's pretty amazing. I think you should let her up. it's not a deal breaker.
0: Oh no, no, it's not a deal breaker at all. I completely get it. I'm yeah, just, absolutely. I'm just hoping you can talk her into watching it again.
1: <laughs> I, on the psyche, um, <laughs> adaptation is one of mm. the. Was um, Spike Johnson? Great. Of, um, oh, also I love is Brilliant. Brilliant. Joe.
0: I agree.
1: You agree? I
0: agree. I let me ask you something about adaptation from a from a because you're a, you're a screenwriter and um uh I, I should know this off you've you've done sort of work for hire as well, right? Sort of writing stuff for other
1: oh, Well like for jobs,
0: yes. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean had because I, I think, I've talked about this with so many writers who have oh, the same impulse where you're adapting something and you're just not feeling it anymore. And there's always a moment where you're like, oh, I should write a script about me trying to adapt this thing. And then you go, oh, we're not allowed to do that. And that would be really cool. And, and then this guy goes off and he does it. <laughs> and they didn't fire him. <laughs> it's like, I kind of I hate him for doing it. <laughs> it's like, son of a bitch. Yeah, but look, now it frees up The Orchid
2: Thief for somebody else to make. Well, yeah, that's, yes.
1: <laughs> okay, no, there, I think, I mean, I didn't read it, but I imagine there's still a fair amount of the book in there.
0: Right. But now it means you can never get into that impulse because now it's been done, so.
1: <laughs>
0: but knowing that. that you could have is just heartbreaking. <laughs>
1: um, what else can I tell you? Lolita's a great movie. Ah. the Lolita and the, and the Shining
0: favorite Kubrick movies? Really? Oh, fantastic! Yeah. Those are those are not the. Um, you know, they're not way. the ones the Hoity Toits love. You mean the Peter
2: Sellers? The, um... which ones? Are, which ones are the
0: ones the Hoity Toits love? Ah, uh, well, you usually. I mean, one of the uh, uh, Clockwork Orange. Clockwork um, Orange.
1: Orange.
0: Uh, oh. oh, yeah. No, it's it's. Um, but I, I I feel like The Shining is definitely considered lesser Kubrick, and Lolita is. Uh, but you know, I mean strange love, which is of course brilliant and paths of glory and um, so forth. But but uh, yeah, there's there's something there's something a little bit trashy about both the Shining and Lolita that make me love them.
1: Trashy because um it's a horror movie, you I mean?
0: Yeah, I guess they're sort of looked down on because Yeah, elitist that you are. No, no, no. I'm just like <laughs> not not by me. I'm a I'm a huge God so so referee. It's
1: like a brilliant classic movie.
0: Yeah,
1: but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I love you know, Stephen King's great. I can, I can watch a lot of. It. Well, he I hates that movie. It, movie.
2: Does? No, oh yes, no, he he it, it. yeah, yeah. He hates it big time. Because it's so... because j- it is in his book.
1: What are you going to do? You can still buy. What are you going to do? I'm reasonably exactly. sure you still can still buy, still buy, the, buy book. the
2: book. Yeah, and I don't. And I'm sure he made a pretty penny from it too. So.
1: Yeah. I'd Because. I just,
0: I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of his. I just can't imagine like Stanley Kubrick goes off and takes my book and makes it into this wonderful film that, you know, changes some things. I can't imagine I'd be anything but overjoyed, but yeah. I'd be curious about that. It's um, pretty great. Don't, don't read it if you're locked up somewhere alone for a weekend. It's not.
1: Yeah. I've read it
0: yeah I read it locked up alone for a weekend. So <laughs> <laughs> Live to tell. Yes. Um,
1: Dog Day Afternoon, one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. That's a famous one. Yes. But it's a really perfect movie and, um, sympathy for every character. I mean, the fact that there was a trans- transgender love story at the core of Dog Day Afternoon and Al Pacino was at his, I think, the height of his career and his charisma and his talent and was
0: brilliant dog Day. I feel like, how come nobody ever noticed that at the time? Because it was so, I remember as a kid being startled by that. And every time I go back to it, I'm like, this is about a guy who's robbing a bank to help his male lover have a sex change operation. And nobody ever talks about that. And all these, you know, there's all these books love Al Pacino. They love that movie. And you're like, I I have a feeling that you would never go to a movie about a guy He's are going to get his male lover a sex change. <laughs> yeah. And
1: they went to go see his and his wife. Yeah.
0: Family. Well, yeah, I, I love that. I love that film. But but it did, because it, nobody really, I mean, when it came out, Joe, was there, there was no. No, there. that was not, that was not part of the talk about the
2: movie at all. It was just sort of just accepted that that was the plot of the movie. And
1: maybe and, it was a true story.
2: Yeah. And it was a true story, which I guess helped. Well, you know, it couldn't help it. The people with the guy was, you
0: know, that was what happened. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's wonderful. It's so, it's, because um, yeah, if you made that film now, that would be the front and center. That would be what it's about. That would be the talking points about the film. And, it
1: would be a shame.
0: Yeah, yeah, very much so. Um, it's It's about these people in their lives. I mean, yeah. yeah, I've had this conversation with my father, who's uh, um, old, older than all of us, obviously. And, uh, uh, you know, he always talks about, um, you know, back, back when he was a kid growing up. It's like, yeah, we had, we had you know, we, we, we had quiz. Just nobody cared. Nobody talked about it. And there's yeah. something, there's a little something to be said for that. Um, but, but uh, uh, yeah, it's just interesting. It's it's just always sort of boggled my mind that that movie just came out it was a huge hit. People are like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Grow up, uh, Philadelphia. Oh, so
1: I mean, I grew up in New York City, and to me, that was not a big deal.
0: No, not at all, not at all. But um, yeah, a great movie, great movie, and I, I love Lumet. I assume you've read his uh, his book on directing.
1: I don't think I have should
0: I it's uh, yeah got one it's, full of lots of interesting tips yeah yeah no, there's some great stuff the, the my, my favorite is the one I never stopped thinking about because it's not the kind of thing I would ever notice is is uh, in 12 angry men he talks about how over the course of the film if you watch it you do the 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 camera just gets lower and lower and lower
1: really and that's and kind like of
0: the only thing he does
1: on their faces
0: oh god yeah yeah
1: Interesting. Okay, I'd love to read that.
0: But yeah, no, it's really good. It's really a quick read too.
1: Okay, good. Um, Serious Man. I don't know if people love that. <sighs> yes. yes. Amazing. Amazing. Um, and performance is incredible. And being a, a Jew who was able to laugh at herself, um, the characters are just so oh. hilarious. Like the wife. I mean, it's just I sound like anybody
0: who loves this movie. I can't see anything fabulous
1: about
0: it. Um, yeah, it's an amazing film. I don't like love that shit. I really don't. Um, yeah, I will say, as, you know, as I said earlier, Miller's Crossing is, I think, my favorite Coen Brothers film. But, yeah, I don't walk out of Miller's Crossing going, did, how did they come up with that? It's like it's a gangster story. It's a thing about a thing and a thing, and it's based sort of on this. But, yeah, Serious Man is so specific and so unusual and uh, those performances. a
1: student. Yeah. You know, and um, Amy Landecker is amazing in it.
0: Oh, is that the the, the neighbor?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, the whole thing and being kicked out. It's just, um, I can watch that movie over. But a lot of times, Inside Blue and Davis, love that film. I don't know if that's going to them. I guess Um. Dude is the most popular. Sure,
2: movie. I like the I like the Western they just did uh, the last year. Uh, yeah, the multi-story was Buster which is apparently supposed to be a TV series, but then it became a so movie. Great, right? Yeah, but it's got it's it's got some terrific stuff
0: in it.
1: It's great,
0: loved it. Yeah, nobody yeah. Yet even heard of that. Which well, great. it's weird because it was a Netflix movie, so it's sort of and uh, I so think I, in between it's in between being a movie and a TV show. I think I talked about this on the show a couple of weeks ago because I always, you know, every Coen Brothers show I have to watch twice, even the one or two ones that are terrible. We're um, uh, talking about the dentist, but man, um, who? Uh, oh no, the, the man wasn't there. The I black love. and white one. No man wasn't there. I love uh, the one with um, um, George. What was it Intolerable Cruelty? Is that the? Oh, that's the one you're thinking
2: of. Intolerable. Yeah, he's not.
0: A, okay, but, yeah. We but never... they they didn't. They did they direct that? I, it, to, it, I think, I think that, okay, but but I remember a while ago uh, going. Oh yeah, we need to watch Buster Scruggs again. I've only seen it once, and I loved it. And and I went into my library, it was a giant collection. I spent 15 minutes looking for my fucking Buster Scruggs Blu-ray, and then it hit me. It's like there's no. It on right? It's on Netflix.
2: It's on
1: Netflix. Have a
0: Blu-ray. I don't have a Blu-ray of it. What's wrong with the world? This is terrible. What? I'd like to look in your
1: collection because you have every movie
0: ever made it's, it's pretty absurd it's pretty absurd yeah.
1: it's, um, it's
0: still vhs tapes no well actually no that's not true i have i have one small there's a few vhs tapes that you know someday i'm going to bump to digital <laughs> wow well, but there's they're so blurry yeah you know?
2: i mean we've we've really learned to uh <laughs> we get, we we were happy with so little when home big... video started you know it's like oh i've got a movie even though you can't tell who anybody is because it's all blurry <laughs> Uh, but now, you know, it, with Blu-rays and, and streaming, I mean, it's so it's so clear. Yeah. I mean, everything looks like seventy millimeter.
1: <laughs> um, fault sometimes I mean, it really sometimes, yeah, The
2: yeah.
1: movie it's so like clear. Um, yeah, did the did VHS look like that when they were new? Like, no, who? they no. just aged. Because I have a thing, and I was watching a couple of VHS movies recently, and I'm like this couldn't have been the way we watched. No,
2: it. they they
0: degrade actually. But they looked pretty bad at the time. They just looked better than, you know, not being able like to watch any movie you wanted. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My
1: that I made in school, you know, in the 80s and the 90s look like they're underwater. Like, yeah. I, you know, I'm really uh, embarrassed to show them sometimes to kids who are making movies now because it looks like I must have been drunk. I mean, <laughs> you know, there's nothing slick about it. Um they can make things very slick. Um, I didn't have a web page. I didn't know how to do it. You know, <laughs> um, the movies are good, but they. right.
0: Uh, well, just, just imagine someone, you know, coming to you from the future and telling you that uh, 20 years from now, you're going to be making movies with your telephone.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't, as Woody Allen would say, I wouldn't know how to stop growing up. <laughs> <laughs> I would,
0: Don't know how to do, I, I can't deal with it around then sorry
1: uh, Joe didn't you make a very celebrated short film in the 80s or 90s
2: uh I did a a, a tv some tv stuff I did a, a masters of horror episode that got a lot of attention but I, I I haven't done very many shorts
1: you didn't okay I thought maybe you did did you go to film school
2: I I went to art school and there was a film class with 40 students and two 16-millimeter cameras. Uh, but I spent all my time at the movies. I, I, I didn't, I didn't, didn't buy any art supplies. I, I mean, I was in Philadelphia, and I was in Center, in Center City. There were all these old movie theaters with revival houses, and they played you know pictures from the 30s even. And uh, I just spent all my money on that, and uh, then I would buy the, the meager necessities to get through the courses. Um, but it was, you know, going to college is—it's the camaraderie. It's—it's it's being in college. That's—that's. Yeah. You you do you do learn something along the way, but it, you learn how to be a person in a way that you can't do when you're in your home, it's right. surrounded by your family.
1: Right. And a film person, right? learn to work on other people's. Yeah. Ways you want to. Yeah. It's
0: very com- a lot of camaraderie there. Yeah, I will take a because I did I did two years of film school at in Philadelphia and Temple before I came out here and and you're right it was the same thing I I think the most I learned about film um, about making movies at least was um, uh, it's it's way better to make them with your friends. <laughs> that was kind of the that was kind of the big lesson. Mm-hmm.
2: By the way, I, I Unless you have, go to until you go to Hollywood and discover that no, nobody is your friend. That's, <laughs> <laughs>
0: How I have to imagine that you and Katherine Keener occasionally hang out also. I mean, because she's in most of your films, and she's yeah
1: we did a, we've done a lot of hanging out um not during this time, but well, um,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, when I first worked with her, I didn't think I'd be doing it over and over and over again, but then the second I went to her, and then after that I was like, well, she'd be great in this,
0: sure. She's just she's marvelous. I I got um, she was up for Capote when when I was uh, nominated for History of Violence, and I got to know her a bit. And just you know, it's one of those things where there were probably a few people along the way that you wish you hadn't met because you wanted your thing. And she was so nice and so warm. And uh, my girlfriend at the time was a struggling actress, and she was so helpful to her. And but the thing that I remember, the story that I love. Oh, I see. Um, is yeah. is right after the instant the Oscars were over. She, I I saw this in her purse. I was with her. We with her. Oh, do you remember where she went that night? I mean, she had a pair of sneakers in her bag, in her in her purse. And the instant it was over, she skipped the dinner and she ran off to the Troubadour to see the yeah yeah yes.
1: I went, I went with her, and I was so mad. I was like, "This is. Let's go to the thing and the thing and the Vanity Fair." And it's like, no, she went there.
0: I I gotta say that's that's a story worth having, but. Um, uh, I, I, although I, well she was at the AAS, I was, I was chatting with Lauren McCall. So it, it, uh, <laughs> you, you may have missed a good time. It was
1: to me when I met her. How what she was? She was mean to you as she was to me when I met Oh,
0: her. no. She was lovely. Oh, I don't want to hear this. Oh, no. We flirted. I was just in heaven. <laughs> you keep that story. I will. I will, please. I, I don't want to. <laughs> We all have bad days. Who could be mean to you? That's terrible. Oh, no.
1: God, look at your room. We've got a lot of movies I could probably borrow. From looking at
0: oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> Definitely. You
1: don't clean up for the camera.
2: <laughs> yes, you're almost you're a your trial. You can see us. That's right.
1: Right. Thank God.
0: Yes. Well, give us give us another one.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, I can, you know, a lot of them are just too obvious. Um, I still love 400 Blows. Ah. Um, I rewatched Bunwell movies recently, and he—I loved his movies. And um, I don't know, they—they they weren't as fantastic. I was showing my son, and um, I don't know.
0: I don't. Which know. which ones? Which ones did you? Uh...
1: We watched the Exterminating Angel.
0: Yeah, one of my favorites.
1: <laughs> Have you seen it recently?
2: Yeah, oh, no. Wow. Really?
1: and it just still. It was like amazing to you.
2: It's just a, it's such an amazing story. I mean, it's not, you know, there's nothing radically different about the, cinema, the filmmaking or anything about it. It's just that the whole of <laughs> the concept of the story about people who can't leave cannot yeah. leave, yes, and they want to leave, but they it's, can't leave. Yeah, it's okay. just so funny.
1: I think what happened was I saw it, um, like when you see a lot of movies that just you've never seen anything like that before. And mm-hmm. so, you know, when I was in film school a class on him and i thought this
0: was just
1: the best stuff i've ever seen and you know seeing it now yeah it's still great but it doesn't have that same overwhelming
0: well now you have seen something like it before
1: Impressive. say that again
0: now you have seen something like it before I have. is the thing yes yeah years right oh i think i mean he's still he's still uh he's still in the pantheon yeah he doesn't he doesn't get kicked around as much as as he did when i was a kid i guess yeah no
1: um uh, yeah um, well Billy Wilder's The Apartment is one of my favorites um, so sad and um, I think Shirley McLean in certain movies is just absolutely brilliant yeah. also, also in terms of endearment and broadcast news Jim Bookman Jim Brooks movies um, are exceptional oh and how could I forget Albert Brooks movies I mean seeing Real life and modern romance, um, really, uh, I think shaped me a little bit. You know, With that guy—if I can do something like that, I would be thrilled. Um, He's—I met him recently, and I just—I couldn't contain myself. Couldn't behave! I
0: cannot figure out what it is about those movies that doesn't. Click. There's so many friends that I admire, so many filmmakers whose work I love, who just. Yeah. It's just a given. Albert Brooks is a god. And I watch those films and I'm like, I don't get it. It's the way I felt like when I was a kid. You know, my dad would take me to Nashville. It was like, I have no idea what's going on, but someday I'll be grown up enough to understand it and that'll be great. And I feel like that's maybe an evolutionary stage I'm still waiting for with Albert Brooks. It sounds to me like you're waiting for a sense of humor. Oh, he's very funny. It's just the movie somehow. I, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it. I'm, I'm modern romance.
1: romance? You can't relate to I, modern romance
0: didn't you ever go on a date
1: oh
0: i guess all my dates were good i don't know Joe. <laughs> i need to I, I,
1: I, I, I,
0: we gotta we gotta do an albert brooks fest here and i just gotta, I gotta make it happen
1: in a movie like unequaled for half of the movie and it's him. <laughs>
0: Um, anyway, don't, you, don't, you don't have to love that. It's okay. You know no, it. I, I, I would, but that that stuff that you know, I'm a huge believer, in, you know, obviously there are things where I feel comfortable going, ah, that's terrible. But there are movies where I'm just like, it's clearly great. I right. I don't know. It's it's me. There's something. Yeah, but it wasn't that until recently that was Blow Up? Yeah, Blow Up. Yeah. Thanks to the long show, time, I, he didn't
2: like Blow Up, and then finally he something clicked. Um, and I was
0: just like, if one more guest talks about Blow Up, I'm gonna have to watch it again, and and uh, you know, ten more did. And I was like, all right, fine. And, and watched it. And I was like, Oh, Oh wow. I get it. I get it. It just, it's, I, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Very strange. But that's, you know, they, they, um, as, as Joe says, the movies don't change, we do, but um, it's, it's just a lovely conversation to keep having with, with a film over time to see how you change and react to it. You know,
1: my first film that I remember was the nutty professor with uh, oh. That was a bad ex- I was six years old, I think. And as soon as he starts smoking <laughs> uh, there those red oh, also help was a terrifying movie for me. Because <laughs> um, it was like red dye on them. It was like they were covered in red dye, I think. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my dad had to carry me out of the medical professor. But I love Jerry Lewis movies and so.
0: Well that that is the truly great one yeah. And uh, uh but that, that was sort of my entree, too cuz really? it was Oh really? What? Yeah cuz I he had just such a bad rap and and uh but I remember finally someone talked me into seeing you know as was a teenager maybe seeing the nutty professor and it was like oh my god <laughs> this is you know he is he is not the adam sandler of his generation he's uh <laughs> no. Yeah yeah yes but he is quite great. What's
1: behind
0: you there? Yeah. Oh, me, these are various and sundry. Um, that is that is. Uh, Curse House High and Low, Italian poster, Sweet Smell of Success, Walter, Walter Hill's Great Hard Times. Um, good Lord. Uh, Psycho, Psycho, Good to Man, the Ugly, The Beguiled. I don't know, I just have a lot of movie posters. Don't um, you know. Yes. You, you
2: know, ready? for the, for the listeners, it's almost like
0: being there. With you. That's right. <laughs> we're, we're about to, um, uh, Nancy has never seen, um, the beguiled and it just came out on a really nice, Kino Blu-ray. And I thought, okay. Interesting. Oh, but aren't you going to show her the, uh, the remake first? We're going to know we're going to no, do both. We're going to do them in order because I'm really interested. I did not see Sofia Coppola's remake. And I think, um, for a, the idea of a, a woman remaking that film and kind of shifting the focus away from from the man's point of view to the woman's is such a great idea. Mm-hmm. Such an interesting story to do that with. I'm, well, I'm rooting for tell it. Tell us after you see them, Yes, no, I, I'm sure I'll talk about it. But we're gonna we're gonna try to do them both in one night. And see uh, see how that goes. By the way, sorry, I keep doing this. I keep. I do, what what what? Is it uh, over? Haven't heard
1: enough.
0: No, not at all. Not at all. What else? What else you got? if I'd known this was going to be something
1: I would have have done more um the ice storm oh yeah um Ang Lee the ice storm is fantastic um and does not go out of style I mean it was a period movie when it was shot so um um definitely inspired the movie that I made last year But
0: oh yes yeah absolutely um um god sorry i'm like the the um um
1: my god You're my brain What? land of steady habits land
0: of steady habits yes yes thank you god i'm so sorry i'm, oh, so sorry. Okay. I'm gonna cut that <laughs> so i don't look like an idiot
1: <laughs> and it's not as good as the ice storm that's for sure
0: um, um oh I, you shouldn't say
1: classic movie of the period and parents really fucking their kids up um, Yeah especially in the 70s in that time I guess
0: it was, it was, in the 70s it was Joe, Joe is generally allergic to uh, um, domestic drama but did that one oh, no no
2: it's, it's' dysfunctional families
0: oh dysfunctional oh okay it's, really? it's a, a genre that
2: uh, well you know I mean there are
1: but then you've all, never
2: almost all movies about families are about dysfunctional families right. <laughs> but, but there's, a, there's a there's a there's a there's a comfort level that I get to a certain point where they like go not another revolutionary road. You know, I just. See, for me, that's a movie where people. You go to somebody's house, and if if they if they were in your house and you were with them, you would make an excuse to leave. Yes. So since it's only a movie, you can still make an excuse to leave by getting up and leaving. Yeah. So that's what I did.
1: I wonder how many movies of mine you've
2: walked out of.
1: <laughs> there are plenty of uh, familial scenes. What about ordinary people? I mean. Oh, no, that's
2: that's terrific. I'm not I'm not I'm not, dissing the entire genre. Uh, but there are just some times where it, the people are so insufferable that you just don't want to spend time with them.
0: Yeah, I will. I was, but I, I would wager here's a dysfunctional family movie full of people you wouldn't want to spend five minutes with, and I'm pretty sure you're a fan of uh, The Godfather. That's dysfunctional family.
1: That's dysfunctional.
2: They're afraid of a junior world. Oh yeah, but they're not even a family, really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And yet they are. That's the horrifying. Thing. That's a great movie.
0: Um, yeah, but the ice storm. On, I, I, I remember months ago somebody just getting it, one of those stupid arguments with somebody where you're getting angrier than you should. And it was just, it was a, a guy I you know just complaining that his problem with the ice storm is it was so dated. And like, you can't say that about. It's a movie from the '90s. Was Bait. Was it wasn't set in the I time.
1: That <laughs> like you know. Although no, I was gonna say like a John Hughes movie was so specifically of that time, except the core of all those movies is, is universal. It just doesn't go out of style. Like I, you know, I can
0: see saying a John Hughes film feels dated, some of the attitudes there. But the thing with the Ice Storm, of course, is it's set 30 years before it was made. And yeah. their complaint was that it it just it was such an artifact of the 60s. And you're like, but it was made in the nineties. Like, well, yeah. Very strange. People are weird, man. That's that's sort of
1: Yeah, I found that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the one lesson in life that we all learn. <laughs> yes, <laughs> just
1: saying the other day, life is hard. Life is hard, even for like us privileged white folk Yeah, so hard to be alive um, and navigate life and relationships.
0: I had a moment. I should probably cut this too. As to uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago, talking to a yeah, short show. <laughs> So yeah, I'm cutting out all the seeds where I make an idiot of myself. But no, I was talking to Nancy, and we we're just having just a bad day. And You've been in this freaking quarantine forever, and and I started saying, and I heard it coming out of my mouth that I stopped, and we just laughed at what an idiot I am. I said, "God, this just you know, I was trying to say this must be what prison feels like." And you're like, "Yeah, my nice house with my and my yard, <laughs> my reading room, and my wife and my dog and my cat and food delivered all the time. It's oh my god, it's like it's like."
1: like attica man yeah. <laughs> people say that out loud who have really um luxurious surroundings
0: i think it's okay to have that feeling for yeah. a moment you just need to know that you're you should never
1: <laughs> yeah. don't let I the think I think house
0: out. arrest is probably a little yeah,
1: exactly. and if yeah. you're a house arrest you're in a nice house
2: that's yeah. right
1: right that is correct um, <laughs> i'm unfortunately you know very fond of uh my bed and my home and coming home to my home and. Uh, I think it's going to be a real uh, challenge if, when the world opens up to emerge. I'm to our office, we're in Burbank, and figuring out what clothes to wear. And oh my God, I have to wash my hair. You know?
0: Mm. Oh no, no more general meetings. I, I, I'm
1: hoping for it, you know. I, I'm praying for life to go back to normal. But my own personal, life a...
0: But I think, I think at least you don't that... have to. At least
2: you don't have to decide whether to shave every day because there's really no point in it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're clean shaven
2: today only beyond, like my, my once a week
1: <laughs> that's why everyone has a beard right it's like why the hell yeah
2: what am i what am i who am i cleaning up for the woman I, actually,
0: I actually cut my own hair recently so that was uh um, very 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 liberating thing to do i have to say it's uh, well no you should see me the day of it was pretty ridiculous but but uh yeah but no i'm never going to a meeting like across town again as long as I
1: live. That's never going to happen. And the idea that like if
2: you have to go to a pitch meeting and not in person. Oh, great. Do a beer. I, I record them now. I own. I've. I've no, that's the new thing. You record pitch meetings, and now you can yeah. illustrate them, and you could yeah. cut in things, and it's it's it, this this is going to leave a big mark on the way things are done. Certainly yeah. in our business, but probably in everybody's business.
1: Record just a, pitch. a pitch meeting and then present it like a like a yeah. cut together thing, like, yeah, no, we, we did. like
2: a, it was exactly like, like this. It's where a sizzle meeting.
0: reel. It's your sizzle reel uh, you know uh, pitch meeting. And I do yeah, I sat in front of a camera and I recorded and I used graphics that I could cut over, just cutting with iMovie. I'm not a great editor. And then you you know you go to the Zoom meeting and then you present the thing. They know they're watching a recording. I sold a TV show to Netflix last year. Yeah. Just yeah, and and the tension. I mean, I'm sure you're great at it, but don't you find that, like, you know, I, I'm pretty good at pitching, but I'm working off of this anxious energy.
2: I'm not I hate that feeling. Yeah, but also in the room, it's different because you know you have to gauge their level of interest and whether right. or not their their eyes are furtively looking around or they're thinking about their laundry or all. You know, you can't do that with Zoom. You can't really tell what people are thinking that well because the picture isn't quite that good.
0: But but editing and then dropping in music, you can kind of make up for that. And then it's like, and then you just do the chat part live. But the actual anxiety-inducing performance is already done. Yeah. and um, yeah, I'm. When I was
1: pitching stuff more often because I have like a stage fright thing. Oh. I can talk to you, I can talk to a crowd, I can direct a movie, but when it comes to pitching, oh. I, go, I go blank.
2: Yeah, but pitching is pitching is a is a, an awful thing
0: to do. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's really much... talking
2: about pitching.
0: <laughs> yes, let's go back to good movies.
2: <laughs> um,
1: uh, uh, I don't know. This is this is over. Really, you want more from me?
0: Do you have more? That was a long list, Nicole. Come on,
2: we're. <laughs> yeah, but she but she's she's taken out all the ringers. I mean, all ah, the okay. No,
0: that, that we've talked about like a hundred times on this show.
1: You want to hear the whole list, and I'll just list it.
0: Oh my god, sure. Why don't you? Yes, that would be great because we can figure out which ones you've left out, and if there's something we need you to talk about, we can.
1: Harold and Maude coming home. The Heartbreak Kid is one of my favorite movies. Oh yeah. Um. Uh. Nobody knows about it, or they know about the shitty remade one. The-
0: oh right, yeah. I even for- I forgot that.
1: And um, you know, uh, Charles Grayden was just. Brilliant, Conrad. Secrets and lies. High hopes. Naked. Dog day afternoon. The shining. Eternal sunshine. Barton Think. Magnolia. I think is brilliant. Watch that over and over. And everybody's stealing that. You know, slugs from the sky thing. <laughs> Everything now. Yeah. I mean, I know it was in the Bible, but like you know. <laughs> it's ed <laughs> That's right. It's public domain. <laughs> He coined it. Uh, inside uh, David Davis, Mysterious Serious Man, Fargo, 400 Blows, Shortcuts, Heaven Can Wait, One Flew Over the Poopers Nest, The Graduate, uh, The Last Detail, Carnal Knowledge, The Father, From That Cowboy, The Apartment, Lolita, Cake Fear.
0: Like, oh, which one?
1: The Scorsese Cake Fear. I mean, the other one is good too. Is that,
2: what was that?
0: J. Lee Thompson. Jay Thompson. Yeah, Robert Mitchum. Oh, that's I. People bag on the Scorsese one so much. I love it. I love it. I think it's just the scariest thing I've ever seen. It's, it's, it's so much fun, too. And I think it was just for me, it was like because he's yeah, such rape a rape
1: and murder. It's just so fun. It's, nah, it's
0: Bernard Herman's music that makes it. The music makes it, but it's just, it's so rare that he quote unquote stoops to make, you know, it was just fun watching Scorsese make a you know, dopey genre film it's, well, it, it's so good yeah yeah like shutter island is a dopey genre film. i like shutter island
2: yeah. i did too but it's, yep. but it is a genre film yep. yes
1: um what else do i have here uh cape Fear, any call raging bull the ice storm adaptation being john malkovich blue velvet boogie nights with Bellas, love and death stardust memories
2: I think
0: you hit a lot of those. She, I know it's amazing. I
1: would I say
2: you, like... you 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 mentioned all but maybe five of them. Yep. You know. Okay. Um,
0: Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> you got through it. Yeah. I I pity who's the guy. One of Joe's gremlins types up these things for the website and lists every movie that gets mentioned on an episode. So they're uh, really. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this will be a long one. <laughs> Uh, oh, thanks. Well, yeah. fantastic. Yes. Thank you, Nicole. It was such a blast talking to you. I'm I'm, I'm so glad you, you could make time for us. Great uh, to meet you. Yeah. A pleasure meeting you. And uh, I can't wait to see what, what you give us next. Our show was recorded from several well-stocked bunkers. We can't wait to get back to beautiful downtown Burbank. We're the official podcast of TrailersFromHell.com, the best damn movie website there is. Our engineer is the composer Don Barrett, who also transmogrified, produced, and created our theme song. This is Josh Olson for the Movies That Made Me. Stay safe out there, folks.
1: Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the
0: podcast for you.